What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the Viking Age. Com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. I don't have much to say today before we get to our guest, which is our own Chris Shad. Chris Shad from the Viking Age, um, and we're going to talk about some fun topics like the Minneapolis Miracle, uh, George Payton leaving the Vikings to go to the Broncos, and we're going to you know just dive into some some early free, uh, free agency talk for for the Vikings and uh, for the offseason since that has started now since the Vikings did not make the playoffs. So that's just enough for me. So let's just get right into our conversation with Chris Shad. <laughs> All right, on today's show, I'm joined by the Viking Ages' Chris Shad. He also writes for a number of other sites, and he's the host of his own Vikings podcast, The Homer Horn. So uh, welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me again. No problem. Um, all right, so today is January What is it? January 14th, so it is the three-year anniversary of uh, this little thing called the Minneapolis miracle i'm not sure if you remember it uh you know it happened you know it was just real quick and uh you know never gets talked about uh ever since then um but i just want to ask you you know do you remember where you were when it happened oh of course because i was at uh i was at the game i actually uh right before christmas i took all the christmas money and i said the team needs me so i bought a nosebleed ticket for 225 dollars um, and my friend actually has these seats where in U.S. Bank Stadium, there's like the main concourse. And then in the lower 
level right outside of the Hyundai Club, uh, there's just this open concourse that you can kind of stand. It's not in the regular concourse. So it's not it's not in the Hyundai Club, but it's very um, – it's away from all the kind of crowd. So, I mean, I, I watched the game there, and I remember – I'll try to make the story as short as possible, but I, I tailgated at 7 a.m. Central Time, and it was about 3.15, 3.25 kickoff. So I remember uh, Kai Forbath making the field goal, and I was like, you know, thinking and everything else, and I was also at the Blair Walsh game two years ago, and I remember one of the most disappointing things was that I didn't get my chance just to rage and like do my part as a fan to like yell and scream and, you know, try to make noise. It has nothing to do with the game, but I mean, but I mean, just that opportunity. And I realized that I'm just like, Oh my God, this is my chance. So I yelled, I screamed, I, I did everything. I yelled so hard. My body physically hurt the next day. And, you know, I, the Saints drove down, they got the field goal to kick it. And like, I was just depressed. I was going to start crying. I mean, I, I was so, I was so mad. I was just frustrated. I was everything I I didn't like, you know, after about 10 or 15 or maybe even more Mickle and lights, I was just very frustrated. So I remember that drive and I remember Mike Remmers, I think had a false start and I just blacked out, not from being drunk. I, I think it was just a combination of things. Cause it was just like, I, like I said, I was mad. I was disappointed. I was like, you know, you know, sad. And then all of a sudden I just saw Diggs go up and make the catch. And I'm just like, you know, I just saw him. I'm like, huh? And like, you just go through a mental checklist where you're just like, did he step out of bounds? Is there a flag? Uh, are they going to review it? Like all of those things right there. And like everything was checking out. And the next thing I knew there were two guys I had never met before in my life, just grabbing me by the shoulders and shaking me. And my friend was over this barricade. And I leaped <laughs> over the barricade and like people who don't know me, I'm like six feet and like 250 pounds. So I just leaped over this barricade and like tackled him. And all my friend could say was, this doesn't happen to us. Like that's all he could spit out. It was just like shock. So I hugged everybody in section 130 or whatever it was. I hugged people on the street. There was somebody who's like, I'm a Bears fan. I'm like, I don't care. Like this is, this is the greatest day of my life. Now the next Sunday was one of the worst, but whatever. So where were you when uh, the miracle went down? Um, I was just home. I was in in my apartment. I think it was before it was before my first son was born. So it was just just me and my wife, um, and she secretly recorded my reaction. Um, so there's there's video evidence of me uh, jumping around and freaking out, and just being like the same thing. Like this never happens. This never happens to the Vikings. Um, and just it's something you know. I think as a Vikings fan, you'll always remember. There's there's people that don't like to look back on it because of what happened in the next game but you know Vikings fans will will always be able to have you know this moment even though it does involve someone who isn't even on the team anymore um but then that leads me to my my next question which is you know what if this didn't happen what if what if Diggs didn't catch that pass and he didn't stay in bounds and and he didn't you know two Saints players didn't miss tackling him how different would the Vikings look today if this play never happened? You know, it's an interesting question to ask because you think about Mike Zimmer and like everybody points at that NFC championship game and like, can he get back to the NFC championship and all that stuff? Like if he would have lost, think about it. He would have been, oh, or so he beat the Saints, right? So uh, 
in the following year or two years later with Kyle Rudolph pushed off or whatever you want to say. So, Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. he would have been one and three in the playoffs. One One and three. Is that right? One and two. Cause he would have lost. So so if you lost the saints, it would have been, we lost the Seahawks, the saints, and then beat the saints. So it'll be one and two. And is this core as revered as it is right now in Minnesota history? Because right. Anthony Barr, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, you know, think of all the guys that they extended after that season, just kind of doing the financial gymnastics. Like, how many of those guys don't get signed? Like, it's a really interesting thing to think about. And maybe, you know, some people, um, not the guy who happens to be on this podcast right now, but maybe some people think that Mike Zimmer could be fired. They could get their wish. They could get another coach in. Like it's just the whole alternate dimension of what could have happened. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's an even, there's a more depressing scenario if you think about it, because maybe the Vikings don't pursue Kirk cousins. If, if this doesn't happen, maybe they don't view him as that just one piece that could get them over the edge since they made the NFC championship. You know, if they lose, they don't make the NFC championship and they think, you know, we'll just stick to what we know and find someone in the draft or, or keep one of our guys cheap. And, uh, so that, that you look at that draft, the quarterbacks that went in the draft that year, there was Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, you know, all those guys. Uh, but at the end of the draft went Lamar Jackson. So, what yeah. if this never happens and the Vikings draft Lamar Jackson and they have him instead of Kirk Cousins? <laughs> it, uh, I, I, I think about that every because like my friend will do this thing where he'll just text me like guys the Vikings have passed on in the draft and then just be like, oh, yeah, A.J. Brown. Yeah, we just had to have her Smith <laughs> or like D.K. Metcalf. Or like yeah, like Lamar on Sunday when he made that touchdown run, he's like Mike Hughes, huh? And I'm just like, it, like Mike Hughes over Lamar Jackson just makes me mad because it's just like you could have easily signed Case Keenum to the same deal the Broncos did. It was very, it was not ironclad by any means. It was reasonable in price, but instead you go out, you sign Kirk Cousins, who's fine in the grand scheme of things. I, you know what, I trash Kirk Cousins all the time, but you know, looking at his overall performance this year. He did fine. Like the first six weeks sucked, but he, he turned the ship around and he did okay. But I mean, for 80, I, what's his cap hit next year? 31 million or whatever. I around mean, I would have rather, of, yeah, I mean, I re- would have rather spent that money on Keenum draft Lamar Jackson, who I don't know why people were saying, Oh, he's a receiver or whatever. It's like, go <laughs> watch Louisville and Clemson. Like watch him go toe for toe with Deshaun Watson. Be like, put that guy as a whiteout. Like, what, what are you doing? Like it's Bill, it's Bill Polian. Yeah, it's, it was more than Bill Polian. I mean, it's yeah, he's true. making professional reads. He's doing all like I don't understand. And like Mike Zimmer might have had the same view. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, running quarterback," but he loves to run the ball. Could you imagine this offense with Lamar Jackson? Like you got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. You got Lamar Jackson. Maybe I I don't know. Maybe you don't piss off Diggs and he's still here. Like we're going down a whole nother can of worms. I, this is like my second rant of the show. I feel bad. <laughs> maybe Kirk Cousins even you know he turns down the Vikings because he doesn't see them as you know as big of a contender because they don't make the NFC championship maybe he goes to the Jets and gets all that yeah. money and he's 0-16 there actually 2-14 Jets fans will be quick to point that out now but yeah oh yeah there's there's a yeah there's a lot like this this one play just changed a lot 
a lot of things for for the Vikings. You know, yeah, like you said, who knows if Mike Zimmer's still the coach? You know, maybe Diggs is even there. Is he still with the Vikings? You know, maybe maybe Lamar Jackson's the quarterback. I, there's just too much to think about, and maybe even just get depressed about. So we'll just we'll move on from that. But before we get to some some off season topics, you know, let's discuss a bit of actual Vikings news that recently went down, and that is, you know, after 14 years with the Vikings. Um, assistant GM George Payton has left his position with the team to become the new GM of the Denver Broncos. He's going to uh, see if he can help that team. I believe they've missed the playoffs for the last four or five years. So see if they can actually get back to the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl in what, 2015, 2016. Um, first off, does this, you know, I don't know how much you know about Payton and, and what he meant to the Vikings, but does this departure worry you any bit you know about how the vikings will operate this offseason and, and moving forward from what i've read it sounded like peyton was one of the guys who was uh big into player evaluation so the guys that the vikings went out after in free agency and the draft and all that stuff uh they really you know they were stapled by George Payton. I don't know if that makes sense or anything. So, I, so I mean, he had a very heavy hand, and I mean, Rick Spielman said today that he was his sounding board, so he could yeah. give ideas to him and kind of go back and forth. Now he's out of the building, and I think the bigger concern—I don't know if it's a concern because I mean, the Vikings could just block these moves, but who does Payton bring with him? Who does right. who does he form a staff around? And I think the other thing is too, like, how old is Rick Spielman? Like. Getting a guy like there, there could have been a succession plan, kind of like there was in Baltimore with Ozzie Newsome uh, mm-hmm. to uh, Eric Acosta. Is that the name of yep, the Baltimore I think GM? So, yeah. I can't. Yeah. So, so I mean that kind of transition of power. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of worried. Do do some of the players go over to Denver? Like, do mm-hmm. we see Eric Wilson as a Bronco? Mm-hmm. Do we see mm-hmm. you know some of the other guys that we'll be talking about here in a little bit? Like, I think that it's not like a major oh my god the Vikings are screwed type move, but I think it's very notable considering now the Vikings kind of have to tinker with their own front office in the middle of what is in my mind a rebuilding team at least on the defensive end of the ball. Yeah, for sure on the defensive side. Uh, Rick Spielman is 58 years old, so he's not, you know, extremely okay. old, but he, he's he's getting up there. Yeah. He's probably got, you know, maybe five more years um, of of working in the NFL, of, of good years. Um, question about Peyton. Do you think maybe he left because he sees Minnesota trending in the wrong direction, or was it more because he just felt like this was an opportunity he didn't want to pass up? Well... And he's been, I think the Jets, I, I saw Matthew Collar tweet out that the Jets have tried to hire him yep, like and the Browns three times too. already. So, I mean, yeah, move job. You don't want to take a job where, you know, I interviewed for a job in Marshall, Minnesota once, and I got there and I'm like, there is literally nothing around here. Like, <laughs> that's kind of the thing. Like, I think he was just looking for his right kind of job and yeah. I, I don't think the Vikings were going to offer him that succession plan. And sometimes you just want to get going in your career. So, I mean, I can't claim to know too much about George Payton or anything like that. I I just think that this was the right scenario for him to move into. And I mean, Denver's got some pretty solid assets to work with on the offensive side of the ball. And they could be getting another quarterback, whether it's in the draft or in free agency or trade. I think Denver's going to be a very busy team this offseason. 
Yeah, Peyton is uh he's 50 years old, so he's not super young either, but you know, he's just he's got experience and yeah, he's probably at the point in his career where he's like, you know, if I want to be a GM, then this is this is what I have to do. I got to do it sooner than later before these opportunities run out because it feels like he's had you know, he's had a lot of interest for multiple years, at least the last few. I just remember him his name being thrown around and and pretty much every GM opening that they they talk about he's he's been involved in that so uh it'll be interesting to see what he does and like you said it'll be interesting to see if he brings any you know vikings front office people with him staffers uh any maybe coaches maybe he'll bring marwan maloof with him you know you can bring him over there um big guy see if (laughs) see if he brings any uh of the players that will become uh free agents for the Vikings uh, this offseason. So let's just get into some uh, some Vikings free agency talk uh, since it is the offseason already for the Vikings since they did not make the playoffs this year. So, uh, Chris, I'm just going to read off the Vikings players from their 2020 roster that are set to become free agents this year, and you just let me know with a simple yes or no answer if they will be returning to the Vikings in 2021. All right, you ready? Sure. All right, let's start off with Anthony Harris. Man, you want a simple answer, but this is this is an interest. Like, so at the beginning of the year, I say, no way, Anthony Harris is gone. They're not going to figure anything out. He plays the way he does. Good, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on that price tag. Did he play to a level where his cost has lowered? Like, if the Vikings get to get him up on a reasonable deal, I'll say yes. But I don't think they can, so I'll say no. Yeah, I'm trying to see um, Spotrack or Spotrack, however you pronounce it, has his, they still have his market value at about, he can get a contract worth about $15.5 million a year. So there's no way the Vikings bring him back on, on a salary like that. So I would have to agree with you on that one. So moving ahead, we'll go Eric Wilson. I think he's gone as well. I mean, he had a good season. You look at the sacks, you look at the turnovers and all that stuff, but his tackling, his tackling is so bad. He had just as many tackles or missed tackles as Anthony Barr has had in the past three years. I think I saw a tweet or something. So um, I think the Vikings are going to let somebody else slightly overpay him and go back to the bar next week, next year, <laughs> next week, yeah. year. I, yeah. I think, I think we realized I think people were able to realize how valuable Anthony Barr actually is to the Vikings defense with him not being out there. You know, Mike, Mike Zimmer always talks about how, like, you know, his his value doesn't, you know, always show up on the box score. But it was pretty clear, you know, how, how valuable he was to that defense this year when they stunk. Um, so uh, moving on, those are pretty much like the, the top two free agents, which is good for the Vikings because, you know, they're not going to lose a ton of talent this offseason uh based on you know the free agents the the players are scheduled to become free agents so uh we'll move on to todd davis um maybe i know you want yes or no (laughs) but i mean he he can't be expensive right and i mean the vikings need some depth behind eric kendricks i mean look at look at what i mean todd davis wasn't good but it's one less hole you have to fill. Oh, what the hell? I'll say yes. I, th- I think they get him on a – he was on the street last year. Like, he can't yeah. be that much. Right. I don't think he'll cost that much. It would be good to bring him back. He's got a lot of starting experience in case, you know, Kendricks or Barr does go down with another injury. Um, and then, they, you know, they do have guys like Troy Dye. And is, is Cameron Smith, is his career done? Or is he 
is he coming back to play football? I would assume no news is good news with him. Yeah. Like, as long as they're not saying, oh, yeah, it's body didn't like like the surgery. I mean, he said he expected to come back. So I guess we'll see how he's doing in training camp. Hey, All right. It's better than hearing something bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, all right. So, George Iloka. Uh, I don't think he's back. No, I no. Even if I, even if Harris doesn't come back, Uh well, he wasn't good when he was in there. No. But 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 he was kind of thrown out there, wasn't he? Yeah, the Houston game. I think he had been playing corner all week, right, and then right, all of a sudden yep. they're like, "Hey, we need a safety. Good luck, man!" Mm-hmm, and he's like, mm-hmm. "What?" So, <laughs> uh yeah. You know what? If because I think you're eventually going to get to Anthony. Or did I say Anthony? No. I, yeah, you already did. Um, sorry. I, on my computer, you know, like on Mac, how they show you the messages you're getting like one by one. Like somebody, yes. of course, because I'm on a podcast, they're just ding, 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 like a slot <laughs> machine or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, if they don't bring hairs back, I think what they should do is just kind of have a, um, you know, it's Royal Rumble season as you're a wrestling fan. They should just have a uh, can he play safety battle royal, just like the can he play guard battle royal. Just have a whole bunch of safeties like mid to low. Because, I mean, if you have Harrison Smith, what the other safety has to do isn't that much. Like, he doesn't have to be Anthony Harris. So, I mean, if you turn around and you get a solid safety next to uh, Harrison Smith, like, yeah, bring Iloka back, see how he's doing from that ACL injury. And if he performs well maybe you could use him as that second safety yeah i mean i think people forget sometimes that when the vikings defense was you know arguably the best in the league in in 2017 anderson dejo was the the other starting safety next to harrison smith so uh it's it's clear they don't have to have two elite safeties it's it's nice but you know they don't they don't need to have that back there so man i don't think i realized how like low on the totem pole some of these free agents are so we'll just I'll just give you like a group of them because there's there's some of them that are just like I have no no idea why they would come back. But uh, Rashad Hill, Amir Abdullah, and Sean Mannion. What do you think about those guys? I think Hill comes back. I think that Abdullah does. Like, what does Amir Abdullah do? Like, see more of a locker room value than yeah on on field. Like, because he doesn't return kicks. Like, kick returns just kind of there it's not really mm-hmm. a thing anymore mm-hmm. and then like maybe the occasional third down catch but you have mike boone and alexander madison so it's kind of weird he's still on the team and i think they do bring back sean Mannion, and it has nothing to do with his on the field thing they want that sec they want that backup thing to be a secondary coach for Kirk cousins and it's and so the annoying. other thing is too if you don't bring back Mannion, like you gotta promote uh, Jake Browning, you gonna promote Nate Stanley? Probably not. Are you gonna Are you gonna draft a quarterback early? You might, but I mean, there's two. I mean, you got to think of it this way: Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman are in. You better win, or your job's on the line next year. So they are like the chances of them taking a quarterback early are probably pretty slim. So I mean, you sign Sean Mannion uh, for nine hundred thousand dollars again to a one year deal, and Kirk gets hurt. Well. Uh, you're kind of screwed anyway, right? So, yeah, I, I think Mannion's back. You don't think they might maybe go go after someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick who has experience in Kubiak's offense? How much? I mean, he's going to cost more. He's going to 
Yeah, how, how many he'll be expensive. Yeah, he'll be an expensive backup, but right. I think the the Vikings have just been they've been lucky that Kirk Cousins hasn't been hurt. Um, you know, in either of these last few seasons, because it's pretty well known that their offensive line not that great. Um, so you Aaron's, know, are you are, are they willing to take another chance for the third year in a row? And hope that Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt because if he does and Sean Mannion is their backup, they're screwed. Their season's over. Yeah, I, I think they have to because, like I said, they, they need to win. I mean, they can't fill all of these positions in the draft. No matter how many yeah, times Rick right. Spielman trades back into the seventh round, we saw it this year. Like, you can't just hope that, oh, Jaleel Johnson's good or Jalen Holmes is good. They're, they're probably not. Like, guys aren't going to go Justin Jefferson, like, go into the league and just get it right away even if they're just average players so i think that the vikings are going to be they're going to be they're going to take the minnesota twins route to free agency where they're just going to dig through the bargain bin try and get some pieces i think that's where they spend their money and to spend you know i don't know how much fitzpatrick made last year what was it seven eight million maybe it's a little bit less like unless they could find a Cam Newton who people don't want to, you, you know what I'm saying? Like Cam Newton's mm-hmm. going to be more expensive, but I mean a deal where it's a good quarterback who's only going to make a million dollars or something. Like I think maybe they might go that direction, but I, I think they like Sean Mannion. I don't agree yeah. with it, but I mean I I think that's just how this team operates. Yeah, Fitzpatrick had a eight million cap hit last year, yeah. so. He- He's not going to get. I don't think he'll get that anywhere. But it's interesting to look though, because there are some some pretty interesting, you know, backup options that could be available this year. There's Tyrod Taylor. There's Fitzpatrick. There's uh, Andy Dalton. There's uh, RG three. There's like Cam Newton. Like there's there's some interesting choices that uh, the Vikings could. There's Taylor Heineke. <laughs> Bring there's him some, home. Uh, yeah. There's some there's some interesting choices that they could go with who might actually be able to win a game or two unlike I just I don't think Sean Mannion can do that he's never he has zero touchdown passes in his entire NFL career and he's been in the league for like six years I'm not Um, disagreeing with you I know I know I know I know you're not it just makes me frustrated that we that we even think that there is an actual chance of Sean Mannion coming back because just how how screwed they would be if Kirk Cousins got hurt. And then, you know, and then Mike Zimmer has himself to thank, or Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, if they get fired, and then they have their own selves, you know, to blame. So, And they've uh, done this, I'll yes. just point out one more thing. They've done this for years. Like when Teddy yeah. got hurt, they're yes. like, oh, God, we have to start Sean Hill now. We're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and then they coughed up a first-round pick who wound up, you want to talk about butterfly effects. Teddy's knee explodes. Next thing you know, our first-round pick goes to the yep. Eagles and Derek yep. Barnett, and he's strip-sacking Case Keenum, and it's yep. 38-7. Yeah. All right, so let's get to uh, this next group of guys, which is uh, Dakota Dozier, Brett Jones, and Jaleel Johnson. Why is all right, well, I'll split this into two. Jaleel Johnson, no. He's yeah. he's just bad at football. They might yeah. bring him back for like a body or something, but I mean, yeah. no. Um, Dakota Dozier and Brett Jones, is it like on paper, they should bring back Brett Jones and they should make mm-hmm. him a starting guard. What they will do is not play Brett Jones for some God knows what reason. <laughs> he's clearly better than Dakota Dozier. He's clearly serviceable and like they just – Nope, he can't get out in space or whatever. Dude, you're going up against big 
bleeping maulers in the middle, like Kenny Clark and Akeem Hicks. And like, you want to have like 270 pound dudes like in there, like Dakota Dozier was either on his back or his face so much this season. Like, it's just like, they shouldn't bring Dakota Dozier back. They, they should bring Brett Jones back and they should start him because he's going to be a cheap option. Like, that's what, look at, look at what the bills did. Like we all, you know, have a problem with the bills, but I mean, they got like five or six or seven guards and they said, who could play guard? Why don't you find out? And like, one of them was Wyatt Teller. Who's the number one guard for PFF. Now they traded him for like a six round pick that didn't work out. But I mean, you can find a good guard and this team doesn't do it. They'd rather draft somebody from river falls and like, be like, I bet he can play guard. Oh, he can't. What a surprise. Like sign Brett Jones, play him. Or at least give them a chance to play. They've done this yeah, for three years. I don't know if you saw the graphic. I think it was like the PFF Vikings Twitter account that posted, you know, all the grades, the final grades for the Vikings offensive line since 2014. <laughs> and they're all like 27th, 28th, 30th. And like, it's every year it's like that. And and I wrote something afterwards saying like, we shouldn't expect the Vikings offensive line to be better in 2021 because they haven't given us any reason to believe that things will change like it's clear that this you know this front office or or coaching staff is terrible at evaluating offensive linemen um and i just don't think until maybe someone different gets in there that that things aren't going to change so as much as i want the vikings you know to invest uh assets into their offensive line I don't know if it's worth it. I, I don't know if it's worth doing that instead of pouring it into something else like the defense or, or, or something else because they've just proven that it doesn't really matter how much money they spend or how high of a draft pick they use. Their offensive lines is just going to be bad. It's just it's going to be bad. Um, so those were the unrestricted free agents. There are four restricted free agents, which teams usually sign because they can match any offer that um, another team... Uh, gives to these players, and but there is one guy that I think might not come back who is a restricted free agent, and I'll just name all four of them because there's only four. Uh, this they are Chris Jones, Afedio Denebo, Mike Boone, and Chad BB. Do you think all of those guys will be returning in 2021? The only guy I could see not returning out of that group is Odenebo. Really? I, well. Not Chris right, Jones? So, so Chris, well, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> I went to – I'll tell you another quick story because uh, the Viking or the Kansas City Chiefs used to have practices in River Falls, which is my um, alma mater. So they held their training camp there, and I there was a Vikings-Chiefs scrimmage, and that was the year Brock Lesnar was there, I think, and we didn't – No, it was not because Brock fought against the Chiefs. So I, Brock Lesnar wasn't there. I think it was Jared Allen or something. Okay. So, um, comparable. Um, yeah. So, so like this guy's standing next to me and he's like explaining things about the team. And he's like, you know what? There's always one guy on the team that you just can't stand. And he's like, Dontarius Thomas, man. My kids literally thought his first name was bitch. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and it's always stuck with me. There's always one guy. And Chris Jones was that guy after that. Uh, Tony Pollard touchdown. I'm like, mm-hmm. get out of here, man. Like, yeah. you're, you're playing football and you're like running away from dudes. Like, that wasn't the only time offense. he did something like that, though. Like, he, he, he just like gave up on, I felt like a lot of plays where he yeah. was, but got, like, he tried and like 
give him a little tap and he's like, oh, that's good. I'm good. Business decisions, as they call them. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's not in a position to make those business decisions. It's not like he's Jalen Ramsey where he's got, you know, 15 million coming in the bank. He's he's a guy on the bubble every year and he's not someone who can make that, you know, maybe maybe he should put his mouth guard in his mouth instead of just having it dangle on his helmet for the entire game. Um maybe that gets in the way, but probably not. But it's interesting. what what did why do you think Odenbo is not going to come back? Or maybe like out, not out of the group like that's the only guy that I see a team signing. Like it's not that mm-hmm. I don't think he'll come back. It's that if I'm another team, like out of that group, who do I want to sign? I'm like, maybe Odenigbo. And, and like, really, in that case, like, Odenigbo really struggled without, you know, competent defensive linemen around him. Yeah. I think he's more suited for kind of a joker role that they had mm-hmm. Stephen Weatherly in. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he is better on the inside than he is the outside because mm-hmm. his snaps were more towards the outside in the wake of the Hunter injury and all that stuff, like getting the Neil Hunter back. I think a is going to be the one player that really benefits from him and Michael Pierce returning. So um, yeah. if you have a team that has a strong defensive line around him, maybe you try to sneak one past the Vikings. But I mean, out of those four, I, I just don't see any team like signing a guy outside of him. How high of a tender would you put on Odenabo? Oh, you know, third round, fourth. They put a second on Eric Wilson. I know. <laughs> so maybe they go too. Uh, that seems I that seems too high. It seems steep, doesn't it? Because <laughs> you got to pay. Because you got to pay him that. You know. Oh yeah. What, it, what it's worth. So. Jeez. I mean, he's he's not going to be uh, uh, Taysom Hill. You know, first round tender. Uh, but you know, I could see a third. I feel like two's high, maybe fourth, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they put put a third on him if he doesn't return. I think he, I think he, he could be someone who just goes somewhere anyways. Not that he has that choice because the Vikings can match any offer, but if he, you know, has the opportunity to sign somewhere, I, I could see him just trying to get out of there because it didn't seem like he was that thrilled with uh, how things went this year, especially when they traded for, you know, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, but you know, maybe he's cooled down on that, and he's he's ready to try and get back to you know playing how he was in in 2019 when he looked like he could have been a starter. Um, and uh, you know, they got to bring back Chad Beebe, right? <laughs> the ultimate weapon. Yeah, you know he's I, uh, he's, 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 he's 7-Eleven, isn't he, Mister Seven Eleven? That's what he is. Always open, but uh, oh, yeah. it's because the other team doesn't care. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> catch it? God, we gave up nine yards there. That sucks. Uh, Always like, open for a two-yard gain. We'll we'll always have that touchdown against Carolina, at least. Like, our one Chad Beebe memory. Like, remember when he muffed the punt and then he caught a touchdown on the next drive? Like, that's going to be Chad Beebe's legacy in Minnesota. And he had that touchdown at the end of the, or the, end of the first half in the Lions game, right, where uh, the Lions didn't know what was going on? It was like the Minneapolis <laughs> Miracle Part 2? It was the same thing. It was just it like, was. oh, there's Chad Beebe. Uh Okay. <laughs> and the, the Lions defender was like, "Oh no!" Uh, was Chris Jones in a Lions jersey? Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he was. Um, all right, so that's that's it for uh, free agency talk today. I wanted to get to uh, something that I actually wrote um, that went up today on the Viking Age, just looking at some players that the Vikings could trade uh, this offseason to you know 
that are either getting older or, you know, they need to clear cap space because the Vikings, they're projected right now over the cap, has them projected to be $9 million over the cap to begin the year. So they got to make some pretty uh, significant moves to at least just, just to even break even. And then, you know, you got to get maybe probably like $10 million above to, you know, sign your draft class and fill some holes. Um, so the guys I listed were Riley Reef, Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, and Adam Thielen. So I need you to rank those players from one to four, with one being most likely to be dealt this year and four being least likely. So you said Riley Reef, yep. Anthony Barr, Harrison yep. Smith, and who else? Adam Thielen. Okay. So Thielen is definitely four. I'll start from the bottom because I feel like that's easier. So four will be Adam Thielen because I think that if they trade him away, um, yeah, you can get a first round pick, but are you going to get another Justin Jefferson? This wide receiver class is very good. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that you can get the same thing that you did for Diggs because I I think how old's Diggs? 26? Like Thielen's seven years or five, six years older than him. So I, yeah, think I think that I, I think you can get a second for him. Yeah. I don't think, but I mean, I don't is that, that worth that's it? Crazy. They don't yeah, have a second it, round pick. Yeah. Well, I, but I mean, think about it. It's Adam Thielen. It's I know, yeah. a guy that's, he would have had another thousand yard season if he didn't have that COVID game this year. So, I mean, that's true. That's true. And, and think of the part he role plays in the offense. You trade Adam Thielen. You're hoping, you know, can, I, I don't think Devonta Smith or Chase fall to 14. So, I mean, can, I don't know, Rashad Bateman or Jalen Waddle replace right. that. You, you, right. That's that's kind of a steep bet to make that they could just come in and produce right away. So I, I think Thielen's four. Um, three, I think, is Anthony Barr. Ooh. I, I think Barr's three because Zimmer knows his importance. He loves him. He's got the emotional tie to him. He's his first, first ever draft. First ever draft. Yep. Yep. And we've we've seen the role that he plays, especially this year. Now, I don't know if he – and, I mean, the other thing is, too, like, again, who's going to want to trade for him? He's coming off a torn pack. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to get for Anthony Barr, who you clearly value more than the other teams, except for the Jets, who wanted to pay even more than you did for him, um, <laughs> to probably use him improperly. Um, but I, I think that Barr comes back because Zimmer, he's a linchpin to that defense. I, I think so. Um, number two, I think is Harrison Smith. And I, I don't think the odds are high. Um yeah. I think he's another linchpin to the defense. I think the Vikings want to see him finish his career in Minnesota. And, I mean, safeties can play for a while, man. We've seen like Eric Weddle go until he's like 34 or whatever. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm not concerned about his age. And I think number one is going to be Riley Reef um, because that contract situation is going to be a little bit messy. And they made him take a pay cut to get – six games of unique and And if I were him, I would be very upset about that. Uh, the one name that I'm surprised you didn't have on your list is Daniel Hunter. And this might be intentional, but I wrote uh, at zone coverage, sorry for writing for a competitor, but I mean, uh, at zone <laughs> well, coverage, you're fired. Yeah, I, I'm gone. Sorry. But at zone coverage, I wrote about it because here, here's the thing. Okay. I said, Kirk cousins is an adequate solution. 
let's say the Vikings decide to get crazy. Let's say Rick Spielman just breaks open a bottle of tequila and he's like, I want Deshaun Watson. So he get, he pounds some tequila one night and he goes, all right, Houston, we'll give you a Kirk Cousins and a bunch of picks for Deshaun Watson. And then he wakes up the next morning. He goes, oh, my God, what have I done? So the next step in that thing would be to trade to Neil Hunter because he's coming off a serious neck injury. Yeah, he had 14 and a half sacks each of the past two seasons. But if he is dead serious about this getting paid top end and NFL defensive end money coming off a neck surgery, the Vikings don't have the money. They no. like Rob Brzezinski can do all the Sean Johnson stuff he wants. Like he's not going to find enough financial gymnastics to make that work. So they have to trade him. And I mean, in a good scenario, maybe you get a Chris Jones deal for him where you have a first rounder. I don't think they got a second rounder in that deal, but I think they got one, a three and like a fifth for him. Like You're talking just, Chris Jones, the, the cornerback, right? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the Vikings gave up that much for Chris Jones, I'd lose my mind. Uh, no, Frank Clark. That's yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Frank Clark. Don't they have a Jones in Kansas City? Yes, he's a defensive tackle. He's a defensive tackle. Okay. Ugh. But yeah, he was, I think he. I think he got the franchise tag, or no, he just signed. A, he signed an extension or something this summer. Yeah, yeah. So I was half right, I guess. But yeah, Frank Clark. That's they got a whole bunch of picks from. Or they gave him a whole bunch of picks to Seattle for Frank Clark. Maybe you could find a team that's willing to do that. I mean, you're not going to get fair value for him. But, I mean, I, I think a Hunter trade is at least on the table. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Because um, I think Mike Zimmer is very possessive of his his core guys on defense. You know, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, Anthony Barr, and Daniel Hunter. Uh, I feel like Daniel Hunter's too young to maybe give up on and he hasn't really created i feel like he had, there hasn't been anything to come out where he's created like you know a disturbance in the locker room no. he doesn't seem like a guy who would hold out um that that tweet where everyone you know found out i guess that he wants more money is was from ian rapaport it wasn't it was it felt like it was something he got from his agent to just kind of throw out there and see what the reaction was because i think daniel hunter even responded to that with like uh emoji like in, in like op like super open eyes like surprised emoji or something like that um so but i do think i do think the vikings might give him you know a raise this year yeah and just just because of his his ridiculous production when he's on the field but also not giving him an extension um until maybe next year because he still has a bunch of years left on his contract and then they don't know how next year is going to go with him. You know, maybe he has a setback with his neck injury. Maybe his neck injury is more serious than anyone thinks and he his career is closer to being done than, than we know. So I don't think they're going... And they don't have... Like you said, they don't really have the money to give him, you know, top defensive end money uh, to do that. And plus, you know, as good as he's been... You you're coming off where you missed a year with a neck injury. I don't think your leverage is as high as as some might think it is. Um, so that'll be something interesting to watch. They could they could give him a raise and f use that you know figure out a way to create create cap space with that. I feel like. Um, but the guys that I included, I basically just included because they're like the highest cap hits on um, the Vikings roster this year, and they need to get rid of some of these guys to create cap space to just get over the cap um but yeah i 
what you said about Thielen and, and Harrison Smith, I pretty much agree with. You know, I feel like there's a better chance of Harrison Smith getting an extension to just remain with the Vikings for the rest of his career than to be traded this offseason. Uh, with Thielen, I feel like it's got to be an offer the Vikings like literally can't refuse, like it was with Diggs, where it's like, you know, we got to take this. Um, so, like, if, let, okay, let's say a team offers the Vikings a first-round pick in the top 20 for, for Adam Thielen. Do you think the Vikings would pull the trigger on that? Top 20? Yep. I think if you're Vikings, you almost have to, don't you? Yeah, yeah. A 31-year-old receiver? I mean, even if you think, I mean, it opens 31-year-old receiver, and it, I think it frees up, like, I want to say $8 million in in cap space. Yeah, a little over $8 million in cap space. You could take a receiver to replace him. Yeah. Or you could you could even go out and sign a trade receiver. Up. This is a really good this is a really good class. Like I don't think they trade up because I mean they don't have a second round pick. Right, that's true. So I mean fourteen and let's just say yeah, but they have like nine but they have like nine seventh round picks. So that's the same thing, right? <laughs> to to Rick Spielman and Will. Well, we yeah. got this guy, you see, he had the same like uh answer in a English essay as Daniel Hunter in seventh grade, yeah. so yeah. he's he's Andre Patterson's pet squirrel now. Yeah, who's what? What specialist will they draft this year? So they had a long snapper. They've done a kicker. They did a punter. I feel like in twenty fourteen or fifteen was that uh, Jeff Locke? Yeah, lock uh, it up. So, who, what specialist will they draft this year? That would be the most exciting part of the draft for the Vikings. A gunner this year. <laughs> They did that. Oh, they didn't draft him. It was UDFA. Uh, but, yeah. And they gave him a lot reason, of money. For some reason, the Vikings are in, just in love with him, uh, even though he can't tackle and he's a gunner. Um, so that's good. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, just make sure to uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your, your podcasts. Make sure to follow... Uh, Chris on Twitter, follow his his writings. Uh, did you change your Twitter handle? Yeah, I'm at the real Krishad now. Oh, so now I you're not fake. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's actually, you know, there's a funny story behind. There's a story with everything with me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a guy in Rochester actually with the same name, uh, Chris Shad, but um, he is a beekeeper. So, Bee- which is hilarious. Cause like I mentioned, I'm about six foot, 250 pounds yeah. and I am deathly afraid of bees. <laughs> I will sprint. I will sprint in the other direction, like Ray Lewis at the mere like sight of a bee. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. I want to meet this guy and just be like, Hey, like really the baker shot. But you like are you bees. Rela- yeah, are you related? Um, so yeah, follow him on Twitter. His, his he posts his stuff about that he writes on the Viking Age and on Zone Coverage. And do you do you write for anyone else? Bring me the news. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, go check that stuff out and check out his podcast, The Homer Horn. Do you have any anybody coming on that you can share? Well, I think we're trying to get you on. Oh yeah, so yeah, that, that's, that's right. good. And then That'll Eric Thompson. Uh, from the Daily Nordsman yep. is going to come on next right, week. So, uh, yeah, hoping to get some more guests here in the next couple of weeks. All right, let's go check that out. Uh, but until next time, we will talk to you later.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.